Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Return to Glory podcast. We are here a little bit early for you this week, but we have to get in our Nebraska basketball preview. The thing to be excited about, we've moved on from football, baby. It's all about – now, I remember last year, you know, Go Big Fred's first year, and I was all in on Nebraska basketball. Basically, I was, you know, I was in above the football program. I didn't even care about football last year. I was all in about basketball. I was sure we were going to make 10 wins, and damn it, we got seven. <laughs> I was at eight, so, you know, we only we only got to seven. Uh, yeah, interesting year. But hey, we can't say we're done with football. We we got a job to do. We we got to we got to make sure that we're getting getting the hype and 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 making sure that we're doing things the right way, right? Building a program the right way, high uh, character. Did you listen to post or Frost's midweek conference yesterday? Nah, why do I? I don't need to. <laughs> I, you know, I was interested to see if any other tougher questions. It it, it really wasn't. Um, some good questions, some fun ones. Like they asked him something about Thanksgiving traditions, um, but we'll see. It sounds like we've had a couple of harder practices, according to the players, and, and things have been intense and and things like that. But um, yeah, we'll see. We're gonna preview that game here at the end of the episode. But we promised you or said we were gonna do it basketball preview last episode. We did not get to that because we were very passionate about the stuff going on in the football program, which we need to continue to be in, in and do that. But basketball is here. Our first game is tomorrow against McNeese State at 11 a.m. on BTN. We'll be able to watch it. Heck, yeah. So, should be fun. Um, I'm so excited. I got that preseason hype, man. I'm ready. <laughs> We're going to make it this year. Go Big Fred, baby. We got some talent. Make it to ten wins. We're gonna, we're gonna make it to ten wins. We're gonna make it to ten wins, and then next year, book your tickets, baby. Book your tickets. I'm calling it right now. First tourney win in Nebraska history, 2021. Do I guess be 2022? 2022. A bold, bold prediction we got coming. I'm out buying of here. my tickets. Man. Hopefully, we get something in Omaha. I'd be down. So, all right, well, we'll get to our schedule here and talk a little bit in depth about that. Uh, we do have a 27 game schedule um, that we'll go through. Majority of them are Big Ten games, but we do have a few non conference games early on here. I know the season's starting late already, it's a little bit shortened, the non conferences, but we'll get to that. But before that, we got we to talk through our lineups here because, like last year, like we should probably expect from most of Fred Hoiberg's coach teams. We're going to have some new faces, some new names, some grad transfers, some JUCO transfers, obviously some freshmen. Um, That's what he likes to do. That's what he's best at. Um, Fred just pulled in the highest recruiters we mentioned the past couple episodes ever in Nebraska basketball history. 
in Bryce McGowan. So he'll be here in a couple of years. But um, we Beinhart, I well, what's the number? The other top fifty guy that we got for next year, the center from California. Yep, I know who you're talking about. Um, Goggles, I can't think of what his name. Goggles, is. dude, that looks a little goofy, but yeah, <laughs> should be okay. Yeah, so we do have recruits, but we have to talk about this year's team and, and some of the guys that we got. And these are some names that we brought up last year. They may have had to sit out a year. They could have been on the practice squad, and some transferred and are playing immediately and got that waiver for immediate eligibility. So. Um, we're going to start here with our returners from last year. And there's three guys, really. There's a couple of walk-ons that are still on the program. Um, Akola Rope, we're going to start with him. He's out. He had knee surgery. He played some minutes last year. Wasn't really a starter, but he, he saw significant time at different points throughout the year as Hoiberg was playing around with some lineup. So he's out um, for the year. Won't be seeing him, but the two guys that are returner that should be leaders on this team that have been around the program should be able to show the way. First one, Thor, uh, Thor Tharp Jarnison. He is, he's our returning leading scorer. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, he averaged yes, 8.8 8. 8 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game. And he was our top shooter last year on the roster at 37% from three. Um, and then the other guy, your boy, the French Bulldog. The French Yvonne, Bulldog, baby. <laughs> he's, he's back. Yvonne Wagerago, he's a sophomore this year. A lot of raw talent we saw last year out of him. You know, he was definitely raw is a good way to put it. Young. Um, young. young. And, and we, we, saw, we saw him develop into something that you could see the potential. So he's back for his sophomore year. We expect him to have a pretty good role on this team. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think about these couple of returners, and, and where do you see them playing in this grand scheme of things I, well, I mean we have two people who will be playing and i i suspect they'll both be starters which is good um yeah key departures i guess we should probably mention cam mack guy who didn't get along with fred gervais green someone you didn't like at all had a bad attitude mm-hmm. thought he was a little bigger than he actually was and then we lost you know cheatham i'm trying to think who else kevin cross Cavas, and burke uh, but those were all seniors to transfer, correct? I'm not sure. Except for Cam Mack and Gervais Green, I think they left just to leave. I don't know where Cam Mack ended up, but he was very talented. I'm sad he's gone. I'm sure um, he put a point somewhere else wherever he's going. <laughs> yeah. Thorne, I'm hoping the French Bulldog, hoping that nickname catches on. I like it, whatever. <laughs> um, hopefully – I'm hoping he makes a lot of improvements. Like I said, last year he was 17 going on 18 in the season, so he'll be 18 going on 19. Very young player, has a lot of national experience, and hopefully having one year under his belt in the Big Ten, which was abnormally talented last year. I don't know if you remember, but it was like, holy shit, like every team in the Big Ten was good. Yep. Like they've all made decent runs in the tournament and – it was ridiculous. So I expect him to – I don't expect major improvements from Thor. He, he's a senior. Hopefully he'll shoot more efficiently. That was kind of one of our issues last year was free throw percentage and three-point percentage. We were – well, just shooting in general, we were terrible. There was one game where we shot 25%, which is horrifying. Yes. Uh, so hopefully he comes back a little more efficient. But that's kind of what I expect from those two guys. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Big Ten. We should not expect anything less out of that. There are seven teams in the preseason top 25 poll from the Big Ten. Rutgers even being one of those, coming in at number 24. So um, we're going to be in a very, very competitive conference again this year. And 
you know, Hoiberg knows that, and he knows he's got to get guys in that that can add that depth and the length and the physicality that goes along with Big Ten basketball. So with that being said, he pulled in some guys with some of that length and, and some of that talent that we hope is going to fill that void. Um, and, and so the first three guys here are all guys that were on the team last year that had to sit out a year, but they are all they were all been talked up as being very, very good on that practice squad and really pushed our top guys. And even and rumors it's good that, that they've been in the they've been in the program for a year. They're yep. not new, yep. you know. And there's rumors here. that they were they would even start if they would be able to play. They would have started over some of these guys, and that may be why some of them transferred or moved away. Um, first one, Delano Banton. He's a six nine point guard. He previously was a four star recruit uh, that went to Western Kentucky. Um, he is more of a passer versus a scorer, but he is long. I mean, a six nine point guard is almost unheard of. Uh, and he he grew late, so he played point guard a lot growing up, and he hit that little growth spurt. But he still has the handles and the ability to do that. And his defense is what's really really going to help us out. I think at that point guard position, he's going to be able to guard. And well, I mean, you're six nine. You can guard forwards in college. Can, I mean, that's yeah. how all power centers are. Is six ten. You know. Yeah. So this is. I mean, this is a guy that is going to be a very very unique player. A guy that we haven't really seen. Well, a lot, most of the teams don't usually get to see this this type of player at, at point guard. So um, super excited for him. The second guy, Shamil Stevenson. He's a six six guard from Pitt. Transferred from Pitt. He's a junior this year. He's going to av- he averaged five, eight and a half points per game at Pitt. He is a guy that can score. Score. He showed to do it at a at another major, bigger school. I guess he's not at a smaller school. Pittsburgh is a decent basketball school. Um, he's a guy that we should expect to see some points to be scored, and he's going to have a significant role. And then Derek Walker. Uh, he's from a transfer from Tennessee. He's a six eight forward. A guy you know that I think is going to be a good complement. Um, to Wade Drago, and he's built kind of like him. He's going to be able to give him that blow. We're not really going to lose much in the lineup. So um, three guys that I think could have a very big impact and, and see a lot of minutes. Well, what do you think? No, I, I'm excited for our size, which is something we haven't had in the past. Um, I mean, there was a couple years ago where I think we only had one guy above six seven. So it's good to hear, you know, we've got a handful of guys that are above six eight this year which is refreshing um i'm excited to see what they do in the offense and i mean it's it's hard to know what they're going to do just because who knows who's going to start and what kind of system we're going to actually end up running but i'm excited for all of them i'm excited i'm excited for everyone i'm excited for teddy allen which i'm sure we're going to get to here soon yep he might be so, the most interesting. So as far as immediate transfers, guys that are coming in, and, and they're going to be able to get immediate eligibility here and, and play minutes for us. Um, and we'll just start with, with your guy that you just mentioned, Teddy Allen. He was the Nebraska 2016-17 Gatorade Player of the Year from Boys Town. Um, he's going to be a junior this year. He started at West Virginia, actually played, played quite a bit off the bench, averaged seven points a game. He transferred to Western Nebraska Community College where he just lit up everybody he played as expected. He averaged 31.4 points per game. Uh, he, this, this dude can ball. I mean, he can score. He can just score it's, the ball. It's worth noting that he did – from West Virginia, he went to Wichita State, but then he was dismissed from the team for sure. off-court issues. So Never that is one of our concerns. What? Never played a game there. 
Nope, didn't play a game there. Then he went to Western Kentucky and torched him for 30-plus. So, concern is, is is off the court antics, which hopefully being home, it's better. But sometimes people say when you're home, you're more likely to be in trouble because you're running with your old crowd. Yep. Um, so, hopefully he stays good. But, yeah, he lit people up, which Fred Hoiberg likes his point guards. You know, and it, in the past, that those have been his most successful players have been his point guards. Yep, or and, his and, and I wouldn't even call Teddy a point guard. He's more of your, he's more of your wing guy that can score. I mean, he can play point. He has the ability to. But um, we, we're gonna have plenty of other options there, and one of them being Kobe Webster. Uh, he's a grad transfer, grad transfer from Western Illinois. Uh, he averaged sixteen point seven points per game there, and and also led them in assists with three and a half assists a game, and mm-hmm. and this is a guy that you know is going to fit well in the Big Ten as a point guard, a guy that can score a little bit. He might not be your primary scorer, but he sees the floor well. He's a good passer. Uh, you know, he's, he's just going to do the things that we need him to do as a point guard on this offense, you know, push the ball up in tempo, make sure that the right guys are getting the shots on the floor. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching him play. I think he's going to play significant minutes as well. He was an all-summit uh, league second team player for the last two years. So he led their team in – let me see, scoring and assist all three seasons at Western Illinois. So, I mean, he has experience. He's not just a transfer who was a guy who came off the bench and didn't play any minutes or played, you know, average two points a game. Like, he's a guy who has balled at the collegiate level. So, And, and he's a graduate would, transfer. Would, he's a graduate transfer. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a year. He, he, he's in it for he's in it for this year. He, he needs to go out and have a great year. And, and, and yep. his motivation level is going to be there. No, I, I, you know, preseason hype. I mean, all of our guys look good. There's not really anyone, you know, last year there were a couple players on the team where I was like, okay, like this guy's just a holdover from Tim Miles era. But this year I'm pleasantly, pleasantly pleased with their talent and their past history. It's not a lot of like, this guy should have been this, this guy should have been this. We have a lot of players who actually have proven records yeah strong resumes and another one of those guys a lot mayan six nine forward he's a junior this year uh he's gonna he's gonna play that that four spot maybe season five spots but he started out at tcu uh then he ended up at a juco in florida the past year and like you said put up some numbers there but this guy's gonna be is known for his shooting and it we have heard in workouts here leading up to the year that he is lighting it up and shooting and he's impressed a lot of people coming into the year. So he's going to be a versatile guy that, that can play inside, outside, and he's going to, he's going to ha- add another dimension to what Derek Walker and Wade Girago are going to be able to do inside. Is this guy from Australia? Is this the one from Australia? I know we have one guy on the roster. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's someone from Australia, I think, but anyways, yeah, no, I, if we can have someone who actually shoots the ball well, I'll be happy. Because who was the last shooter we had on our team? We've talked about that many times. Like, don't know. Don't know. Like, shoot, like we've had scorers, but we haven't had shooters. Yep. Aaron Pettaway was a scorer. Not sure. uh, a guy that maybe could do that, and we'll see, is Trey McGowan's another – Pittsburgh transfer, averaged 11.6 points per game. Again, 
a good resume, a good record already at Pittsburgh, and a guy that can score the ball. He's a 6'4 guard. He was a previous four-star recruit coming out of high school. So, and this is also Bryce McGowan's older brother. Big part, I think, of getting him to come to Nebraska. Uh, you know, this this could be a big turning point, and I, and I think Trey is going to get a very good look here early on. Um, and when we get to our projected starting lineups, I'll talk a little bit more too. So, um, yeah, what do you what do you know about Trey McGowan's? I know his brother's fucking good. Well, so, I think he I think he wants to prove himself that he's good. I believe that. I mean, he was a four star guy himself. That's true. So does he not have to sit out? Isn't he a new transfer? He, nope, he's playing this year. He got he got his waiver. Oh, he got his waiver. Okay, cool. Yep. So the other two guys that probably don't play a whole lot of minutes, but worth mentioning, uh, Chris McGraw and then Trevor Lakes, a couple of names um, that are also eligible to play. And then we get to our freshmen that are coming in, obviously ready to play this year. One of them being Eduardo Andre. He's a 6'10 center from London, England. He's a three-star recruit. There it is again, another guy over 6'8", another long, lengthy, big guy in the middle that – should add some depth to that position. He, he could be a little raw, um, you know, coming from overseas, maybe not playing a whole lot. I think he has played a year over here um, in, in the States in high school, but I think he's originally from England. So um, he's one of them. And then Elijah Woods, another three-star guy that I wouldn't expect to see tons of minutes from, but a name that I think he's going to stick with and hopefully be one of these guys that we can be talking about here in a couple of years. Yeah, I don't expect them to see a lot of time. Maybe Eduardo might get in there a little bit just because of his size, you know, foul trouble and stuff like that with people in the post. But I don't expect to see a lot of them this year. All right, so we kind of went through our lineups or our, the total roster. I, I want you to make a prediction tomorrow. Who's going to be starting for us? Um, this was tough because, like you said, there's – We don't hype. know anyone. We don't, and there's hype around a lot of these guys. I mean – they have experience. A lot of them have come off the bench at other big schools. Some of them have scored a lot of points for smaller schools. We know their resumes, but we actually have to see them perform. And Hoiberg, obviously, and the coaching staff has seen that in practice. We haven't. But what we can do is make our best guesses on what we think we're going to see tomorrow when we open up against McNeese State. So I'm going to give you mine. And it might be a little surprising. And I have crossed off my first and second tries because I'm like, yeah, I like this. No, I don't. No, I don't. So I landed on at point guard, either or. One's going to be the one, one's going to be the two, but Delano Banton or Kobe Webster. I think one of those two guys are going to start out the one. The other one's going to play the two guard. They might both be able to bring the ball up the court, and, and especially in a fast-tempo offense, you're just looking to advance it up. So I think we're going to see one, both of those guys on the court early, and then uh, Trey McGowan's I think, is going is to get, get the nod. Teddy Allen I have as, like, our four spot. And then Wade Drago I have as our center to start out. So I actually don't have Thor in the starting lineup. And if that's not the case, I'm really excited for this year because Thor obviously is a veteran, but he's, he's not a, he's not, he's not an outstanding player and he's he a good role player. Last year, last yeah. year he had stretches where he was defense, decent defensively. And he had, he had a couple big threes every once in a while. Yeah, He's a good role player. He's not a guy that you want, Yep. you know, being your leading scorer. So I'm hoping that if that's the case and he's coming off the bench, that means these other guys have came in, shown that, you know what, they're legit. I really think Delano Banton is going to start. I, 
I, that's one of my locks that I think's really going to happen. And Wade Drago is going to start. I don't see a reason why he wouldn't. But yeah, the other guys, it was tough for me to put in. What, what do you think? I actually agree with you, except for I have so I, for my guards, Kobe Webster. I think will be starting guard, and then I also had Banton, um, Teddy Allen in as the three, Lat Mayan, and then the French Bulldog is who I'm guessing. I, you don't have Thor in there, there either. I don't have Thor in there either. He's he's he was close. Him and McGowan were both. I both considered them, but I I I'd like to think that these other guys are more talented than Thor. Right. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Should be exciting. Uh, let's look at our schedule a little bit here. So mentioned we have twenty seven games, and. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of them are non-conference, 21 conference games. So let's start at the top here. Tomorrow we got McNeese State, but then Thanksgiving Day, we're playing Nevada in San Francisco on Saturday as a part of the Golden Window Challenge or Classic that Nebraska put together. It kind of fell apart because teams left to go play and other things, but then we got Chadron State and we got someone else just recently joined too. Um so we got a couple of teams back in to fill a couple of those spots. We, we should still get two good games out of it. I mean, Nevada and San Francisco are, are two relatively decent programs at basketball. Like, they're not going to mm-hmm. blow your mind away. But San Fran lost in their conference championship last year and, and was a solid team. Um, so, yeah, we open with those three. We play USD. University of South Dakota, who features Brady Hyman, who played in her team a couple of years ago. Uh, Florida A&M on December 6th. And then um, Georgia Tech is our opponent in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. We face them on the 9th of December. And then our last non-conference game, the big one, the rivalry is still on. We're going to Creighton in Omaha and playing the 11th-ranked Blue Jays. Looking at our non-conference, what what do you think? What, what do you like? Games should wins, must wins, no chance non, games. Non-conference, I expect us to win all of them except for Creighton. Oh, honesty, I guess I don't know how good Georgia Tech is, and North Dakota State was good a couple of years ago. Correct? They've made the haven't they made the tournament the last couple of years? We North Dakota State, we, we don't play them. Or sorry, not North Dakota. Wait, do we not? I don't think. I didn't write it down. U.S. South Dakota? Is that you're talking about? Oh, well, on the Huskers.com, it has us playing North Dakota State instead of San Francisco. I bet, I bet North Dakota State had a dropout. Um, it might have flip-flopped. The, it has. Okay, you're right. Thanks for catching that. San Francisco dropped. North Dakota North State Dakota was the State. team we just added. Got Thanks it. for catching that. Yep. That happened uh, literally yesterday and today. So, yep, good catch on that. Uh, I would expect us to beat everyone except for Creighton, in all honesty. But you know how that goes. So to me, to me, that's the best case scenario. I mean, best case scenario, we come out of this going six and one. Um, I think realistically, probably expect us to go four and three. Yeah, realistically, that's probably where I'm seeing. You know, Nevada, Georgia Tech are games that I think are. I mean, North Dakota State even too. Those are games that. You know, I think we could win. We we have the ability to win. Georgia Tech is one of the bottom teams in the ACC. They have been for a while. 
So um, yeah. I agree. I think more, more, more realistically, we got a four and three coming out of that worst case scenario. I mean, I don't, I don't think we can go zero and seven, but you know, I'm, I'm going to say two and five. That's my worst case. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if we went two and five. All right. Then we get into our Big Ten schedule. And I don't know if us getting football back had anything to do with the scheduling of the basketball, but we oh, open up right away after we play at Creighton on the 11th. Our first four games are at Wisconsin, who's ranked seventh, home against the 20. Fifth-ranked Michigan. Fifth Michigan Wolverines at the 23rd-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes, home against the 13th-ranked Michigan State Spartans, and then at Purdue versus Indiana, and then versus number eight, Illinois. Um, that first stretch is going to be – it's going to be daunting. Right. The only two non-ranked ones are Purdue and Indiana, which are historically good football, or good basketball programs with good head coaches. So those are also not going to be – you know, it's not like, oh, here's – I don't even know who is bad. Northwestern. Here's Northwestern in the middle of this. It's like, oh, here's Purdue, who made it to the Final Four two years ago. Yeah. So I'm going to say right now, worst case, we could lose all seven of those. Oh, I don't even know. if That's probably the most probable case. I'm not going to say that's worst case. I no. mean, that's worst case, but. I'm going to say most ah. probable, we snatch one away. <laughs> uh, best case, we snatch three of them. That's what I'm going to say here. Best case, I would agree. We steal one of, you know, like Michigan or Michigan State and then Indiana and Purdue. Yep. I mean, that that's what we can come up with. I, there's not a whole lot there. Okay. Then we get into our next stretch here. We're, we're into January now. We, I guess we were before, but we're at 16th of January. We go to Maryland. Uh, then we play Minnesota at home. We go to Iowa, who is preseason ranked fifth this year um, with Garza coming back. I mean, they are getting talked up a lot, and Illinois is too. I don't know why. I mean, Garza's good. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, then Pat Chambers has been let go. Had them on the 30th. And then we go to Michigan State and to Minnesota again. Um, So out of those six games here, you know, it's it's a more winnable stretch, I would say than the other well for sure than the other one uh we can take three i think most likely scenario is three three out of three three out of six worst case probably one at one in five yeah worst case and best case i think you know maybe we get four of them um uh, that's good for that little section there and then we go to the finish line here um we go we play wisconsin at home we travel to penn state we get maryland at home we get purdue at home we go to Illinois, and then our last two games are against two teams we haven't played all year, and that's the preseason number twenty fourth preseason ranked Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and then we our last game on March sixth is at Northwestern. Um, looking through that, I mean, I would say best case scenario we're we're snatching five out of the seven. We could get five. I would say most likely we're probably going to get three, and worst case we're probably going to get one. I'd agree with that. Start just throwing that out there. So, um, putting all those together, then the Big Ten tournament is the tenth through the fourteenth. That you know, the last game that we played, you had Fred Hoiberg. We had a team. Hoiberg was leaning. He was leaning on a scorer's table, looking like he might die, 
and the entire country was like, oh my God, he has the virus. He's going to, he's going to die. Like it was, everybody's freaking out. That was right when the virus hit and we were one of the last games to play in any sport um, that day. So it'll be fun to see, you know, back in, in the big 10 tournament and playing that again. Um, okay. So best case scenario, we have six wins, three wins, four wins, which puts us at 13 and then 18. Best case scenario, we have us going 18 and nine. <laughs> That's not bad. Well, I would I mean, obviously it's best case scenario. I bet. But our, what we expect to happen is I think I counted up to expect to win 11. Probable. Yes. Which is above 10, baby. Worst case scenario, we win seven games again. You know, whatever. It, you I think what? we will get. For our little quick little analysis we did, I, I kind of like those numbers. I think if we get 11 – that's about realistic, I think, at this point. Um, obviously, it'd be nice to get above 500, but I don't know. I like it. Well, it's tough to it's tough to do any real analysis on game by game break one, just because college basketball is a fastly changing landscape, you know, and it shifts a lot just based off of one or two guys. And two, when your whole team is new every year, you know, I don't know what we do well. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I a hundred percent expect us to be above ten wins. I, I would be shocked if we did not win ten, ten games this year. Well, I already bet on us tomorrow. We are a fifteen point favorite um, against McNeese State. I hope we come out and, and take care of business. And I don't even know what their mascot is. I couldn't tell you. We played them in football. That was... Yeah, that's right. Yep, we played them in football. That's all I remember. Okay. Let's move on to our picks for the week. Hold on to your butts. We have three servings of bad beats. You like that? You like that? Not so fast, midget. Um, Austin, you, you got me last week. You got me finally. Same time. Uh, Landon, my brother, guest picker, got both of us. He went four and two. You went three and three. I went two and four. You narrowed the gap a little bit. You're still six games behind me uh, in the standings. Our guest is picked a few less than us, but they have the same amount of wins as you. They just have a little better winning percentage. So um, we have six games this week, and we don't have a guest for you. So what we're going to do for our guest picker is we're going we're gonna to decide on if the mascots fought and they whoever would win is who we're picking against the spread. So – um, let's start with the 13th ranked Iowa State Hawkeyes are going to the 17th ranked Texas Longhorns. Texas is favored by just a point and a half here in this game. Um, first of all, Austin, let's get it out of the way. Who's winning the Longhorn or a Hawkeye? I feel like the Longhorn, right? Yes, I'm with you. I don't think you can. Size advantage? Size advantage. I mean, the Hawkeye can only do so much. Eventually, the Longhorn right. can get it with a torn or something. So Texas there, and I'm not going to side with the mascot pick. I'm going to go with Iowa State. I just think Texas looked is, great last year. Texas is surviving on thin, on thin ice and, and I, Iowa State's yeah. good, you know, 13th ranked and, and they're, they're still climbing. So I'm on the, I'm on the Hawk or the, okay. We totally just no. it up. Hold on. I feel completely dumb. This is why we don't record on a Tuesday night at 10 o'clock. They're not the Hawkeyes. 
They're the Cyclones. Cyclones. The Cyclones. Oh my gosh. So let's just Cyclones are gonna beat the Cyclones will beat a Longhorn. Let's take this all back what we just said that everybody's laughing at us that we can't get our mascots right. And I, I pride myself in that. I am very embarrassed right now. My face is red, you can see. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so Cyclone is going- It sounded right because I have the Nebraska Iowa stats up right now. So I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, Hawkeyes, come on. Whoops. Cyclone's going to take out a Longhorn and pick it up and throw it down. We're taking the Cyclones. Now I'm siding with the mascot pick. Are you as well? Yep, I am. They looked really good last week. And Texas has not looked good for weeks. So, All right. Rough start. Second-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish are five-point favorites headed to Chapel Hill, taking on the 19th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, I'm gonna. I'll start with this one. You think about the mascots. I, I'm. I'm gonna. This one's tricky. Uh, I think North Carolina's been waiting for this game for a long time, and they've had this one circled. They started off hot, you know, fell a little bit, but they're creeping their way back up. I still think that Notre Dame is gonna cover the spread, and it's only because I think the ACC refs are gonna try to make sure they make sure they have a team in the playoffs, and they're scared that if Notre Dame loses this, and North Carolina wins, and then we get to the the championship game and Notre Dame beats Clemson again, what do you do? Can you include them? So I think they're going to make sure Notre Dame wins. I'm taking the fighting Irish. I'm taking the fighting Irish just because they're a better team. They're, you know, there's a reason they're number two in the nation. I guess I don't know what the official rankings were that came out today by the committee, but I'm guessing they're top three. (laughs) I'd be shocked if they weren't. Um, And I think so Tar Heel their mascot is a ram. Yep. I would probably take the leprechaun. Or is the fighting Irish, is it a leprechaun or is it just an Irishman who's angry? Uh, Either way, I'm probably taking I'm probably taking the Irishman, but I've never, I guess I was assumed as a leprechaun. But, but what weapons maybe, do we got here? What weapons do we got? Leprechauns are magical. They are, so that's what I was going to say. If, if they're a leprechaun, we got luck, right? We got something like that involved. I always assumed it was a leprechaun. I guess I never thought of it just I as an angry is. Irishman. We're going to assume it is. We're going to let them take inside with us. There. Okay, we need some differences here. Number 22, the Auburn Tigers are going to Alabama. The number one ranked Crimson Tide are 24.5-point favorites at home against the Tigers. Austin, I'll let you start this one. 24 and a half point favorites. I'm not going to, I'm taking the Tigers. Well, it's a rivalry game. It is. But man, has Auburn looked just horrific. They are the one team that should not be ranked. I don't, I don't understand why they're still ranked. Um, they've escaped out with a couple of wins. They've gotten a couple of lucky calls go their way at the end of the game. Uh, Bama's good. And they're, they're not going to be afraid to run it up. I'm taking Alabama. Is an elephant or a tiger winning? Well, I think an elephant would beat one individual tiger. But how do elephants but kill? You just ram it with your tusk, man. Stomp on them. Mm, I, now, if it was multiple tigers, I'd probably take the multiple tigers over one elephant. But if we're taking just one tiger be one elephant, give me the elephant all day. All right, well, we're going to – Put this one out for the poll because I'm taking. I, I want the. I think the tiger would win. I think the tiger is going to bite and nip it. 
the elephant and, and eventually it's going to wear out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the tiger. We're going to put that out there on a poll and we're going to see what kind of, what the results and that'll be our pick. Um, does that sound good? Yeah, it works for me. All right. Last college football game, the Cornhuskers against the Hawkeyes. Iowa is ranked this week with the new rankings coming out for the college football playoff. They're 24th ranked. They are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite at home on Black Friday. First off, who does a Cornhusker beat? So he's like a farmer, right? I think he'd kill a hawk. With what, though? We, we, can't, we don't carry around guns. We don't carry around guns. All we get is a corn cob. Can we can we knock down a Hawkeye with a corn cob? Probably. What's the Hawkeye gonna do to the farmer? I don't know. Just it's man versus bird. It's bird. All right. Battle. Or or, or or do we talk about Little Red? Because I don't know if Little Red's got a chance against the Hawkeye. Little Red would die. <laughs> Little Red would be dead. All right, so we're we're gonna say the Cornhusker will hit the, a Hawkeye on the head with the corn cob multiple times, knock him out. I I can side with that. Who do you who are you taking? Four thirteen and a half points. And a half. Man, that's tough. We're really bad, but they're not great either. Man, 10 point, 13 and a half. I will take, I'll take the Huskers. You know what? Fuck it. We're terrible, but two touchdowns. Iowa doesn't score that often, hopefully. These games have been close. I mean, they've won on the last second field goal the past two years. Ah, I want to take something different than you. Man, have we looked bad. You know what? I like, I'm taking, I'm taking us. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not even going to say why. I'm just doing it. Let's move on. The Ravens are at the Steelers. This game might get canceled on third, on Thanksgiving night. It sounds like the Ravens got COVID going around. They're already out with their two starting running backs. Um, the Steelers are four-and-a-half-point favorites because of all that's going on. I like the Steelers before this is going on. The Ravens have struggled. I'm going to take the Steelers at four-and-a-half. What do you think? Yep, I'm taking the Steelers as well, and I guess a Steeler would beat a Raven as well. Yep, I don't even – what is a Steeler? I think it's just guy who works at a steel mill, right? Yeah. That's Weapon with some steel. All right. And then, ooh, Steve mascot challenge here. The Chiefs are minus three and a half at the Buccaneers. Ooh. Big game here. You know, two of the top teams in the NFL after the last game, too. Uh, who do you like in this one? I would expect a little bit of a revenge game from the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Give me TB12 and the three and a half. All right. I'm taking the Chiefs. They didn't look great against the Raiders. It let me down. Um, Tom, they ah, they just did not look great against the Rams. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of reasoning for this. almost won against the Rams, though. They, they looked bad and almost won. That's true. You have a point. Um, all right. And a Chief versus a Pirate. Andy, Didn't we already have this one as well? Hasn't the history proven that the Chiefs lose? The Pirates win. 
Isn't that kind of how it worked? <laughs> yep, that kind of was what happened. All right, we got our picks. Um, we only have a couple minutes left here, so I'm going to give a very, very, very quick rundown of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Austin, you're going to get about a minute when I'm done to talk about whatever you want, so be thinking. Sure. Um, Iowa, 24th ranked team. They're 3-2. and two. We mentioned they're 13.5-point favorites this Friday. The over-under is at 52-and-a-half. Um, Iowa has won the past two games against the Cornhuskers on game-winning field goals. They've been very close games. Uh, I know Husker fans – think they could have won both of those and this year you know coming in with a different situation um, I know the players have talked and they know they're motivated it's obviously a rivalry game here in the heroes game so uh, Iowa has lost their opening two games against Purdue by four points they lost to Northwestern by one but then has really turned it around since they've had impressive wins against Minnesota or Michigan State and Minnesota and then took care of Penn State last week by 20 um, they are led by quarterback Spen- Spencer Petras, who is a new quarterback that we haven't seen yet as Nebraska. Uh, he has thrown four interceptions, three touchdowns. It's close to 1,000 yards at 945, um, but they're not known for their passing game. They are known for their run game, as they have always been known for, and they return their top two running backs from last year's team that just ran all over Nebraska in Tyler Goodson, who's averaging five and a half yards per carry, already has six touchdowns on the year and 453 yards. And then Mekai Sargent, that name I remember from last year also, 6.4 yards per carry, 309 yards, also six touchdowns on the year. Um, I think it's been clear. We, we were not ready to go against Illinois. And Scott said that on Monday when he was talking about his um, – the team and just getting ready and mentally ready for this game, but also physically ready. So my two keys for the game are one, who's going to be more physical. Iowa's known for being physical. Um, we were not physical against Illinois. So can we match the physicality of Iowa? And if we can, I think we have a shot to be in that game. If we don't, it could be a long, long black Friday. Then my second key, we're going to keep saying it and keep saying it until we see it. Third down conversions. We just yep. have not been able to get over that hump. But not only that, I want to see our defense be a little bit stronger on third downs. So let's mix some things up. Um, let's blitz them maybe. Throw some different looks at them they haven't seen to get them off balance. Austin, you got a minute. Go ahead. Nope, those were my, my key to the game was third down. I want, us, I want us to get actual pressure on the quarterback. I want us to actually make a little bit of a defensive effort. And I actually want us to establish the run game so we can open up the passing game downfield. And I actually want to hit some of those passes. I want us to do everything better. Um, I took us. We were 13.5-point dogs. But I was only beating Penn State, Minnesota, and Michigan State, which those three teams together have, what, two wins? Correct. <laughs> so they have not – they beat them well but they have not they haven't thumped good teams yet so i think it'll be a close game and hopefully we pull one out and we, it's got to be better than last week right scott frost has to light fire under them they have to be ready for it we say that but i hope we just don't see the same thing in the broken record playing over and over again uh good episode this week got a lot going on basketball starting up next time we talk on sunday we'll have three basketball games under our belt and hopefully we see a competitive football game here on Friday. All right. Signing off. We had to rush through that, but we made it through. Um, Good luck. Go Big Red. GBR.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.